What's up, everybody? Brad with DIY Music, and I just finished the lyrics, so time stamping it, 10.04. So I think when I was doing the previous updates, it was like around 8.30ish, um, and so I was able to accomplish that with the syllable counting, but then eventually I got to a point where that was preventative for me. Um, I, I started the song out on a notepad, then I just tonight, I guess I was feeling a little bit more of a Google docs kind of vibe, you know, I, I, I guess it's good to be able to switch. I don't know which one I like better. There's pros and cons to each. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Last night did everything on the notepad, you know, tearing out pages, rewriting stuff. And then tonight was more. Google Docs, I guess that maybe means I was in a more of a like, like, all right, let's get this song done kind of vibe. Um, and last night was where I was really kind of brought more of the creative elements as far as the melody and uh, the the main theme of the lyrics. So that could be a, a takeaway right there. Notepad when you're starting out. Google Docs when you just want to get the freaking song done and you know what you have to do. I think that's the other thing is I... Prior to my going to Google Docs on the notepad, I even wrote out thematically, you know, basically like a story for the second verse of, you know, how I wanted to end it. And I, I flip flopped a lot and I kind of got misled by my own because I do like a lot of freestyles and that helps me write lyrics as well. So basically just, you know, saying nonsensical stuff. I'm, I'm not the only one that does that, but um Let's see, where where was I? I feel like I was on a super good train of thought there. Um yeah, so I guess that's another thing for, for musicians. I'm just uh just getting okay with losing my train of thought too. Cause that can lead you to some cool places too. Um I mean that's kinda how songs are written in the in the first place. So um I'm definitely, you know, not gonna shy away from that either if I lose my train of thought while while I'm doing one of these. Um so um, yeah, I, I suppose on that note, I will end it there and I'm going to go do another walk. Like the song's not done yet. Like I just have the lyrics done, but there's room for improvement. And so I'm not gonna, you know, kick back and fire up Netflix just, just yet. Um, that's more of like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, you know, there, there, there's some nights when it's time for that tonight. It's work until I'm done. So um, yeah, I'm going to go just take the song in and just kind of see what vibes, see which, a couple things I did. I was noticing just very subtle word changes, changing a but to the word and just because it just resonated better, you know? So at the heart of it, it's all an honest song. It's an honest approach. Um, even though this is something I haven't lived, I was able to imagine it quite well and I approached it from a place of honesty. So, so when I change little words and stuff like that, I always have to kind of do a really quick check-in with myself and just like, is this going to change? You know, like, or like even from a song structure standpoint, what else does this affect? Cause sometimes if, you know, there's parts in that song where one word, I'll just let that coast for you know four bar no i guess like one bar something like that so those one word changes can be very important for the song but then also you have to make sure that you know th there's a couple words that i uh that i had to just really think about of like this could bring 
or this most likely will bring about this imagery in the listener's head. Um, you know, and at first I tried to avoid it and then I kind of got to a place, you know, where it wasn't me that was saying, yeah, I want to put that image. It was the characters in the song I wrote, you know, like what, what would they do? You know, what, what are they thinking? How are they feeling? And so I put the word in there, even though like it's, it brings about like a lot of, you know, uh, just a lot of images in the listener's head, depending, um, you know, and that's the other thing too, is it might not, it might be me. So, um, that's another thing too. And I've also done some really cool stuff with that in this song as well. Um, you know, just very, very subtle things. And, and maybe the next song, the next song I write won't be subtle at all, but for this one, it's very, very subtle, but I'll, I'll share it once it's up on Spotify. It'll be a long time though. Take care. What's up everybody. Brad with DIY music. Um, day three of working on this tune. I got the lyrics finished last night, as you guys know. And, uh, so now I'm starting to think about the structure of the song. I'm using a, or at least for the moment, I don't know what's going to stick right now, but, um, I've got a kick that sounds like a heartbeat. I know that's incredibly cliche, but what I'm doing with it is kind of cool. I'm, I'm going to probably end up fading it in so it's not going to be there all the time um just fading it into the moments of the song you know basically the second half of each verse where the lyrics pick up in tempo and so the kick drum matches that and some of the emotional content would bring about an increase of heartbeat so that's kind of one thing i was doing then i wanted to give a shout out to this synth called retcon um it's it's supposed to sound like Boards of Canada stuff. Honestly, I haven't listened to too much of their stuff, even though I would probably absolutely love it. I don't know how involved they were, if this was like a semi-copycat of their vibe or if they helped design it, but it's really cool. And um, uh, you know what? Those were all just side things. I actually <laughs> I hit record and I kind of forgot... Uh, I'm looking at my equipment, kind of forgot as to uh, to why I hit record here in the first place. Um, oh, well, no worries. I'll think about it. No, I'll probably think about it in like two minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I remembered, but I'm going to do a whole nother post about it because it's that good. So, so this post right here, uh, if you like retro tape saturated, like really kind of... Uh, pads that you can easily manipulate and um yeah i think it could probably work for like synth wave as well as ambient music i use it a lot for ambient music um check out retcon it works in native instruments contact five and like all that other stuff i'm assuming that you have to have the full version of contact five uh, i'm not 100 percent certain of that and i don't even recall how much this synth costs, you know, probably a hundred dollars max, probably a little bit cheaper, but, uh, it's, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, this might be a good thing. Like th there's some decent leads in there and there's some other stuff. Some of the coolest things I've found is doing some, uh, some like tuning manipulation that I think happens automatically and, um, definitely contributes to that retro vibe. But, uh, you gotta be careful with some of that stuff too, cause you don't want to make listeners seasick by having your pitch go like all over the place. So, um, next up, I got another post 
that I did remembered. So that one's going to be cool. Hope everybody's doing great. Go out there, kick some ass, write some songs, and uh, just keep doing it. What's up? It's Brad with DIY Music, and uh, I remembered what I was going to talk about So, from from that previous post. So I've been listening to Gary V for a long time, and it's yeah, at first it was motivational, and then once you actually start putting some of the things into practice or, or basically just start doing shit, like a lot of what he talks about it starts to really click for you. And, uh, you know, it's great for business and it's, you know, you have to kind of do a little bit of translating of it to make it make sense in music. But what I found was my number one favorite artist, John Frusciante, I used to watch interviews of him all the time, uh, years and years ago, back when I was writing an album, just because I got so much inspiration about, you know, just his vibe and the things that he would talk about in his headspace. And... There's one interview in particular called The Heart is a Drum Machine. So if you're not too familiar with John Frusciante, just go to YouTube, type it in, John Frusciante interview. It's like the second one that comes up where you type in The Heart is a Drum Machine. This thing is like 45 minutes long. I would recommend watching it kind of like late night. It was like midnight for when I was um, when I was watching it last night. And... Uh, he talks about some very abstract concepts, but he's also like incredibly good at backing it up with examples. So like he'll say something that might sound completely crazy, you know, talking about the universe and connections and, and very kind of abstract stuff. But then he'll put it instantly right into like a practical thing that you, you might have to hit pause and kind of like chew on some of the stuff that he talks about for a while. But my biggest takeaway from it was that he was what one of the main points was separating the image of the artist and their name and their logo and all that meaningless shit separating that from the music itself because that's what really matters and i think especially now you know instagram's big it's a very visual medium and um you know as always the music industry there's there's people that are out there for that you know that quick cash grab everybody wants fame quick and this and that but like i think the best way to do it from especially like long term sustainable is to write good music that make people feel things you know whether they're they're feeling sad or you know just make them feel something focus on the craft focus on writing and and build that connection and um but so that is like homework i i would recommend that you know there there's not many opportunities i think you know there there's different channels you know pensado's place for you know mix engineer stuff and and i would say john Frusciante for the artist stuff and i really thought of it the the thought that kept coming back to me as i was watching this was like this is like a college professor you know, granted, he's like smoking cigarettes and it's like in the background, there's like beautiful trees and stuff. But like the way he was talking about it, it was very much in the in the vein of like a college music course, but just one that's like far more connected to the universe. And um, and, and I found that, you know, as I was recording last night, 
just just doing takes and takes and takes and just trying to get a feel for how how the words feel coming out of my mouth how do these effects feel and it just made me so happy just to just to even touch that connection with the music um was was incredible and uh, you know for on, on a personal note i i'm really glad that i decided to to come back to music cuz i kind of put it to the side for for a lot longer than than i was comfortable with and i've done that throughout multiple periods in my life but i always come back and i think that this time it feels especially right and um you know you know you got to put your head down you got to do the work but then there's also like I, I mystical i guess i'll use that word anyway just go check this out block off some time because it's a long video maybe get a notepad if you're not really familiar with what he's talking about you know if if john Frusciante is new to you and and how he speaks you know you, you might want to kind of just dip your toes in and see if it's for you because for new people it might be a little bit out there but it's fantastic the heart is a drum machine john Frusciante interview youtube check it out learn some stuff write cool music <laughs>